Okay. Uh, I always get a little bit nervous. I know. It's so stupid. <laughs> ah! Scary. <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay. Okay. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Welcome. I wasn't that ready. Jesus. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. We Matanye Amy. We Matanye Jackie. We Matanye listeners. Listeners. <laughs> you nailed that one. We did it at the same time. <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode Westy Side Story, Season 1, Episode 7. Are you excited, Amy? I'm so excited. I can't believe we're already on Episode 7. I know. It's been seven weeks. Good Lord. Wow. Yeah. So much has changed. And what a wild ride it's been. I'm super ready for this episode. I've got notes. I'm excited to get into some racial stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. But of course, before we start, we have a couple yes. shout outs. We have some business to attend to. We got some big business to attend to. You ready? Y'all ready for this? <laughs> yeah, I'm... I am ready. I'm so ready for this. Uh, you want to do shout outs first? Yeah. All right. So we have some shout outs, of course, per usual. Um, this week is no different. And uh, let's just jump right into our shout outs this week, shall we, Amy? Yes, we shall. I'm ready for it. What do you got for me? Well, as always, I've pulled my shout outs from the iTunes reviews. People have been reviewing. It has been amazing and everyone writes the nicest funniest and most insightful reviews it's incredible it's hard to pick one so i have like two three ish yeah all right all right i, I got like one. Oh, <laughs> so what's yours <laughs> uh so it's not even really a re it's not a review it's okay. just a comment and it made me laugh really hard it was from our instagram it's from microformed and it just says, this is in regards to our last episode. I am such a fan of poop and fart humor, but nearly barfed on the highway as I got to the football part. Can I send you <laughs> Can I send you a postcard with an impacted colon on it? <laughs> yes. I, yes, absolutely you may. <laughs> we'll Everyone. figure out a Yeah. We'll figure out a, a P.O. box specifically for your impacted colon postcards. I can't wait. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> that was a yeah, great that's one. the only one I had. Well, I um, pulled a few off of iTunes. Uh, the mm -hmm. first one is from Jolly Julie, and the subject is pretty good. I'll tell you what. And the <laughs> body says, nothing but dang old love from Texas. Keep up the awesome job, ladies. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I love God, that. There's so many people from Texas that listen to the show and I just fucking love it. Like keeping it on brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it awesome. it's so validating to get any sort of 
positive feedback from anyone from Texas. So greatly appreciated. Very much appreciated. Definitely. And then this next one is from Shauna Rama. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a, uh, the subject is best God dang podcast ever. (laughs) And it says, I'm such a diehard fan of King of the Hill. I've rewatched the entire series over a dozen times. You can almost Mm. guarantee that any given moment it's on in the background at my house. I even have matching Alamo beer can tattoos along with some of my best buddies. So when we get together, we have a complete six pack. Oh, my God. That is fucking awesome. What a good idea. I know. Um, Sounds like we're getting tattoos, Jack. Yes. You're about to have an eight pack. (laughs) Um, And it goes on to say, because I've seen every episode so many times, listening to your podcast is almost like getting to watch that same episode again with new eyes or ears. I hope you gals have the capacity to make a podcast for all 259 (laughs) episodes over the next dot, 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 five years. (laughs) Thank you so much for your hard work in creating this. Thank you for writing this and go you for having a friendship Alamo beer can friendship tattoo with your friends. Seriously. That's that's awesome. And you're goddamn right. We're going to be able to continue for 256 sex for 256 episodes. (laughs) We are going to, we are in it to win it. We're going to finish this bitch. You better believe it. Yeah. I mean, we might take off like, you know, for sickness or funerals or what have you, but we're pretty committed, so. Very true. And then the last one I wanted to read is by someone called Not Interested in a Name. And the subject is, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the body says, you know, man, talking about that dango voices on the car speakers, and I'm all beep beep laughing. You know what I'm saying? It's a dango good show. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one and it cracked me a tail and I'm all like beep beep. I love that. <laughs> That's why I like asked you. I was like, if Amy's gonna read any iTunes review, it'll be that one. So I was like, uh, maybe I should let her go first. But yeah. That that would have been the one that I because I saw that before and I thought that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I love it. I love anything in Boomhauer style because you just you can't help but love it. It's just so funny. Absolutely. What was the thing that you um, posted on our Instagram story about yeah. an SNL person. So somebody, somebody on Twitter uh, posted, let me just real quick. He says, it's uh, it's Dan Sheehan. We're not friends with him or anything. I, I think he's like a writer for The Onion, so of course he's hilarious. He says, apparently SNL has no interest in my character Boomhauer from King of the Hill if he played Magic the Gathering, but I will not give up. <laughs> <laughs> I would kill to hear that. It would be so fucking funny. Oh my god. So are the those are the shout outs? Those are the shout outs. Shout, shout outs. All right. So now that shout outs are done, I am so excited to announce a little bit of business. Jackie, are you excited? Of course I am. Oh, I can't wait. So we have officially launched a Patreon and we're really excited about it. It's very confusing, so hopefully we do this correctly. (laughs) Right now, we're going to offer just three tiers. The first one is going to be like, it's $2 a month, and it's just, you know, our eternal, you know, gratitude. And we'll also, like, read your names off uh, in the episode. And then the second tier is $5 a month, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a watch party. So there's the, the, the program called, like, Cast TV, 
this is going to be more refined as I actually figure it out, but <laughs> it's cast TV. We will watch an episode all together. We can all chat together. Jackie and I will be in it. We can all talk about our favorite parts of that episode. You guys can say whatever you want to us. Just don't be gross or yeah, rude. Say whatever you want, wear whatever you want. Pajama party, you know, yes. wear your best grape outfit, what have you. <laughs> you can be as high or as drunk as you want because you know I will be. So please, it'll be great. Absolutely. So that's the that's the $5 tier. And then the $10 tier. So that's going to happen once a month, the cast, the the watch party. And then the $10 tier is going to be a we monthly. We kill one person a month. <laughs> <laughs> you vote for your favorite person to kill. <laughs> right right so there's that but included in that besides the person that we killed we're going to do a live podcast and it's only going to be for our patreon subscribers so jackie and i will be on video we'll be recording and the podcast it's going to be different in the sense that we're not going to be following our typical chronological order we're going to pick and choose episodes We'll have you guys vote on the next one that we do. Like, which one do you guys want to talk about? You want to talk about Dances with Dogs? You want to talk about um, all the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just whatever one you guys want to do. And that'll be special for you guys, the Patreon listeners. It'll only be available for you. So those are the three tiers that we are offering for now. Um, we'll probably come up with some more. I know that we're looking into getting stickers and magnets and t-shirts and totes and all that fun stuff. We've got some new designs coming out. Maybe, okay, we have one design coming out. Um, so we're really excited to like start offering more stuff and be more involved with our listeners. And, you know, Jackie, I don't know about you, but for me, like the thing that I'm really excited about is that like, this is going to be able to provide us with more more resources to produce better content. So like better microphones. Mm -hmm. um, Jackie and I have been talking about going to Texas and like doing a King of the Hill kind of themed tour of Texas. And, Ugh. you know, that'll help us, you know, with our, like our hosting uh, stuff. So I'm really excited about all of that. And I hope that you guys are too. I'm excited. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm really excited about the watch party and the live podcast. I think those are going to be really fun. I know. I would love, I love the opportunity to hear what people have to say in real time about Right, exactly. An and, and I forgot to, I don't know if I mentioned that, but like with the live podcast, like you guys will have the opportunity to um, message us and like text us and, and uh, we'll have some sort of chat feature going. So, you know, you'll be able to talk to us in real time and we can respond to you and all that. So Ooh, I know so exciting, funny. big moves. So that was all the bidness that I had. Oh, and the website should be up by the time this episode goes out. So hoyapod.com, check, check it, it out. And just talking about the very idea of going to Texas uh, to do some kind of King of the Hill tour is so exciting because, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is the uh, Alamo, mm -hmm. what is it, brewery? Yep. Yep. And um and of course Luby's going to Luby's of course which we uh posted something about Luby's on our Instagram and the response was overwhelming mm -hmm. uh, you know if you live in Texas you're very familiar po possibly some other states but I think I think I saw that all the Luby's are in Texas with the exception of maybe one in Arkansas or something. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, the rest of us 
may not be very familiar, but there was a lot of discussion about Luby's, uh, a lot of people sharing memories about Luby's, good and bad, some like crazy stuff happened at Luby's. Uh, people, you know, go there with their families, go there after church. People have had the Luan platter. It, it, I, I had no idea there was so much to Luby's. And I know I, more than anything else, that got me pumped up to go to Texas. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. Like we want to go to Dallas. We want to go to Garland, which is where Mike Judge grew up. That's where he got the inspiration for Arlen. The Alamo Brewery uh, Brewing Company is in San Antonio. And then, you know, probably Austin because Austin's a lot of fun. So, you know, that's things. I've heard good things. So that's kind of what we're like hoping to be able to accomplish. And of course, we'll be recording and, you know, doing Instagram lives and all sorts of stuff that whole time that we're there. So, you know, any kind of merch that's been bought, any kind of Patreon subscription, like that's what that's going to be going towards. And also, you know, just improving the podcast as much as we can. And our last piece of business that we wanted to bring up uh, are maybe most exciting. I don't know. It's all very exciting. But we have in the works a Halloween contest in Mm. the works. Mm. (laughs) So, Amy, please tell everyone what that means. (laughs) All right. So we... I'm sorry. I've had a little too much wine, so... I'm working on my beers. I'll be right there with you in a minute. But I'm just so goddamn excited about all this. I am so excited. I I am so pumped about this costume contest. So what it is, is we're going to do a Halloween costume contest. We've partnered with Rockin' Pins. I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have seen Rockin' Pins. They have official pins, enamel pins of all of the King of the Hill characters and different, you know, from different scenes in the show. Like they have the, they have all the guys sitting on the couch that they had in the alley. They have Ladybird and Hank and their little dances with dog outfit. They have Hank and Bobby in their devil costume. So we partnered with them to do a King of the Hill Halloween costume contest. And we're going to have three winners. There's going to be a grand prize and two runner ups. And it ends October 31st. And the rules are, which we're going to repost this to our Instagram. So, you know, you can check that out. It'll also be on theirs. The rules are you have to tag both Rockin' Pins and Ho Yeah Pod uh, on Instagram. You have to follow both of us. And please include the hashtag KOT Halloween. So, like H I L L O W E E N. Hashtag KOT Halloween. Mm-hmm. And we'll go through everything. We're going to have top five. That'll be voted on by our our um, followers. And then there's going to be three three winners. And you're going to get some really, really cool merch. Like Rockin' Pins is, is fucking rocking it. Like they're going to give out a lot of stuff. And we're really excited about it. Yeah, they're bringing it. We We were just like, hey, could you spare a pin? And they're just like, how about this? How about this? it's it's true i was like i wanted like maybe two pins and (laughs) wow they're really turning it out for us so please please tag us in your past and present king of the hill costumes and we cannot wait to see them i'm really excited so excited tis the season tis the spooky season Oh, Jackie, one thing, everyone, I wanted to make sure you all knew that it is an Instagram specific contest. So it's only being done on Instagram. So you have to follow us, tag us, 
hashtag on Instagram. Okay? Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I- All right, Amy. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to get into the episode? <sighs> yes. Yes, right. I am. All right, everyone. Season one, episode seven, Westy Side Story. Air date, March 2nd, 1997. We're in March now. Yes, we're almost through the entire year of 1997. We're getting there. (laughs) We're finally out of February. Jesus. God. All right. A large moving van pulls into the driveway of a home next door to the Hill residence. A strapping all-American, which is code for white, (laughs) (laughs) father and his teenage son hop out of the vehicle. Hank and his friends are instantly smitten seeing these two white dudes. Hank and the guys go over to welcome them to the neighborhood, but the man explains he was hired to move the belongings of another family and points to a minivan as it pulls into the driveway. Hank and his friends are shocked shocked <laughs> to see a Laotian family, the Supanusen phones, step out of the van. Yeah, they're, I mean, truly shocked. They are all like, Hank's got like this weird smile grimace and Dale drops his cigarette, puts another one immediately in his mouth with it. <laughs> and Bill and Boomhauer are just not hiding their shock at all they're just like open mouth gaping at these people i know it's like a family of dragons moved in next door or something (laughs) and yeah hank is doing the charlie brown squiggle mouth thing (laughs) yes yes (laughs) but um hank collects himself enough to uh tell his buddies that a neighbor's a neighbor and then walks over to the super news and phones to introduce himself he meets Khan Supanusenphone, his wife Min, and their daughter Khan Jr., aka Connie. Mm, Connie. Oh, so good. So good to see her. We come to find out that Khan and Min are from Laos originally, but moved to California about 20 years ago. So they've been in the US for a good minute. Yes. Peggy invites the family to her home for dinner. Khan initially doesn't want to go. <laughs> I can totally relate. I don't yep. want to <laughs> hang out with anyone ever. I don't Uh, think I've even looked at my neighbors in the eye. Like, I've lived in my apartment for over two years, and I have no idea what their names are or what they might even look like. (laughs) It's... It frightens me when I, when I like am outside at the same time as another neighbor, I'm scared. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So Khan doesn't want to go to dinner, but... Min really wants to go. She really wants to make friends in their new neighborhood, which apparently Mm -hmm. is something that they've struggled with doing with neighbors in the past. She even makes a point of saying that they were kicked out of Laos and Anaheim, California. (laughs) They were kicked out of California. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know what what that could possibly mean, but somehow they ended up in tech. I would have just assumed it was for a job, but I guess they were kicked out of California. Yeah. (laughs) So they go to dinner. Peggy makes a point to welcome them to the country on behalf of Arlen, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) The illustrious Arlen. (laughs) Uh, You know, even though they've been living in the U S for 20 years by this point. Right. Right. So they have dinner, they have some dessert, Peggy makes her quote unquote famous uh, Peggy Brown Betty or Apple, Apple Brown, Brown Peggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, something. <laughs> the recipe is something that's been passed down for generations in our family, and it's a closely guarded secret. 
the Supernosen phones finish their dinner, and right before they leave, Min <laughs> makes a point to make fun of Peggy's giant feet. She spots Peggy's giant shoes by the front door, and she's just like, Jesus Christ, your shoes are enormous, Peggy. They're like boats. And she even puts them on and stomps around, and she's like, I'm like a little girl in her mom's shoes. Your feet are so big. Oh, such a burn. I know. And it's hilarious. But again, as a woman with large feet, I'm just like, you know what? Men, fuck you. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck off, men. All right. It's like every every friend I have that has size seven feet that are just like, I can't find my size anywhere. It's like, really? I don't believe you. <laughs> really? There's no way. Yeah. The world is your shoe oyster. Don't yeah. fuck with me. Go to any TJ Maxx, any thrift store. You could have any shoe you want. All right. I'm like stuck with like secondhand men's loafers or, or nurses' shoes that nurses are like just Velcro. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're so comfortable, but they don't look nice. No. <sighs> so of course, Peggy is pissed, mm-hmm. but Hank insists that men didn't mean anything by it, and that um, the super nuisance phones just need some time to adjust to their new environment. He even brings up the fact that she, Peggy, had to go through an adjustment period herself after moving from Montana, which apparently is all kinds of ass backwards. They call pop sody pop, and they think 93 degrees in the shade is hot. (laughs) I love that because from Florida, like, I get that, like, 93 in the shade, man, whatever, you're in the shade, it's fine. This you isn't bad. You shouldn't be outside at all. What are you doing? You're crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. You're just, you just have to be sometimes. It sucks, but yeah, 93 in the shade, it's like, well, at least it's not the sun on my face, so. Oh God, no. <laughs> you can't, in Florida, you can't open your eyes all the way if you're outside. You just <laughs> no, can't. You, really, you can't. You're just squinting constantly. That's why we all have crow's feet. Yeah. You just squint and little tears come streaming out of the sides. You have to run from your car to the Walgreens, back to your car. (laughs) Which your car is now 500 degrees. Yeah. Because you dared to leave it without AC for less than five minutes. You have to put your seatbelt on, but it's the temperature of lava. So you're just screaming (laughs) as you buckle it in. (laughs) You have to steer, but the steering wheel is like as hot as fire. And every sign melting to your skin. Every sign you see is just wiggling in the heat. <laughs> She's not wrong. All of this is true. I've experienced every part of that. It happened today. <laughs> there are mirages everywhere. It's that kind of thing where you think you see mm-hmm. puddles everywhere because it's so hot. Yes, exactly. 100% <sighs> true. Is it like that in Texas? Let us know. I would believe so. Hashtag wet in Texas. <laughs> so. Hank insists that they just need a little time to adjust, and he um, he even says they all they need is a little time and Hank Hill to look after them, which <laughs> which is coming from a good place. But you know we're definitely towing the line of uh, you know I don't know. It may the first thing that came to my mind was like white savior, you know, like yes, yes, this guy. It's coming from a good place, but in reality, it's it's a little condescending. You just assume that you know, they you assume that they need your help, and you know the quote-unquote right. right way of doing things, and you have to right. like help them find the way to do it your way. I don't know. No, I agree with you totally. 
The next day, Hank discovers his dog, Ladybird, is being mounted by Khan's West Highland Terrier, <laughs> Doggy. <laughs> so Hank and Khan are out on their lawns doing, I don't know, whatever, lawn stuff. And uh, little Doggy is his name starts humping ladybird and Khan's just like your ladybird is a real slut <laughs> and hank's like she's not a slut she's in heat her hormones have overwhelmed her natural modesty oh, ew. which have you ever experienced a dog in heat no no but honestly seeing dogs hump even if it's like, people are like oh it's just a, oh it's oh it's um a, like this is just saying that they're dominant it's like it's still upsets me i know it's natural but it upsets me i feel like i'm watching children hump yeah they're not even like anywhere close to the hole oh they're just airing it they're just yeah. like pushing air in the general direction <laughs> you're not even doing it right Ew. Ugh. God. but i i bring it up because we did have a dog we only had one female dog ever growing up and we didn't know about dogs going in heat or dogs getting their periods or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I just remember we got this cute little white Maltese puppy and she was so precious. And then one day she just started <laughs> butt scoot. She like put her butt on the ground, her back legs went up in the air and she just started dragging her ass. And I was maybe in fifth or sixth grade at the time. And I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I just left it at that. But I, we woke up the next morning and the entire, <laughs> the entire house was covered in, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we woke up the next morning and the entire house was covered in period streaks. <laughs> Everywhere. But that's exactly what I do when I'm in heat. <laughs> Just, I just scooch along on the sidewalk, and then somebody finds their way to me. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Ladybird's in heat. We've all been there. Hank, <laughs> yeah. Hank freaks out. Of course, he doesn't want to see anyone fucking Ladybird, and he <laughs> not his daughter. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he pulls the dogs apart and he makes some kind of shitty comment like she should only be breeding with her own kind and then of course Khan is just like you're you know you're being really like exclusive like you're a narrow minded redneck yeah after this interaction Hank ends up tying Ladybird to a tree to keep her away from Doggy so that they don't bang and she can protect her virtue and her good name but as soon as he walks away all the dogs in the neighborhood descend upon her for what promises to be the dog train of the century I guess that's what I put I put like Ladybird gets a gets a train run on her <laughs> like 50 dogs come at her and she can't run away because she's tied to a tree it's it's one of the most violent and upsetting parts of king of the hill in all honesty it really is it's very troubling it's, that should have been like came with a trigger warning yeah my god right before they like get her the camera cuts away so 
we can only imagine what she went through. Ooh, so that makes it PG-13 still. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we're still having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's up to interpretation. She probably fought them all off, you know, <laughs> naturally. Yeah, I'm sure she's uh, still um, virtuous. Yes. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> By this point, Hank and Khan do not like each other. Uh, Dale mm-hmm. and Bill accuse Hank of not liking him because he's quote-unquote Chinese. Uh, oh, God. Which comes up a lot, you <laughs> Like, they're Chinese. You just don't like him because he's Chinese, which isn't true at all. He's not Chinese at all. He's Laotian. Min kind of freaks out by this point because things have gone off the rails, and it's really important to her to be on good terms with her new neighbors. They apparently have had a very rough past with neighbors. Mm -hmm. She ends up flagging Peggy down in the street. Peggy and Luann are going to get some pizza, She apologizes for starting off on the wrong foot and invites her and the Hill family to their house for a family barbecue. Peggy accepts the offer. She's very touched by it. (laughs) But then she she ends up saying something like, let me know if you need any help with anything or if you just want to know what a barbecue is. (laughs) God. Uh, You almost had it. Yeah, you you almost almost had had it. it. (laughs) during the barbecue and this is an interesting part during the barbecue hank brings over a tank of propane as a gesture of goodwill yes but we find out that con doesn't use propane he uses mesquite to grill and con's like i don't need your propane i use mesquite and men's like don't be a butthole about this (laughs) just accept the gift and con's like fine i'll use it as uh what is it a napkin holder yeah napkin holder the napkins don't blow away um and he takes the propane and graciously says you honor me by giving me gas (laughs) 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 which is my favorite line (laughs) so good (sighs) meanwhile bobby and connie feel bad that At this point, both of the dogs are tied up to keep them separated so they don't start humping again. They talk about, you know, like, if you were tied up, what would you do? Connie's like, I would just dislocate my shoulder and get out of the leash. And Bobby's like, I'd chew through the leash. I bet it tastes just like a Bible cover. (laughs) That's my favorite line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they end up letting Doggy loose. And uh, she fucking bolts after a car and disappears. She's gone. Yeah. The kid's fucked up. (laughs) hard (laughs) so their dog of course their dog is just gone then back to the barbecue we see min is serving up dessert and we see that she actually has baked her own apple brown peggy she has figured out peggy's recipe even though it is a closely guarded family secret she's figured it out only she has made it better yeah because improved she has added nutmeg Mm -hmm. and all the neighbors Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood are just like damn peggy this is your apple brown betty it like (laughs) i can barely keep your apple brown peggy down this is actually really good good for you like (laughs) what an improvement i know and peggy is pissed again Uh but just as peggy starts to become pissed again relations between hank and con start to thaw for the moment you know they're grilling all the guys are around the grill and they're just talking about burgers and grilling and 
you know, for a second, they're just like, you're grilling it too long. And Khan's like, I know what I'm doing. And (laughs) (laughs) everyone's kind of like stressed out and freaking out, but they're all like hanging out. And then Khan takes a burger off the grill. He gives it to Hank. And this is a very interesting thing that Hank says. Mm -hmm. He says he takes a bite out of the burger and he says, this is the best damn burger I ever ate. What the fuck do you make of that? I mean, I mean, mesquite is, it's charcoal. So he ate a charcoal burger and said it was the best Best damn burger. So, you know, season one Hank is a little bit more tolerant of other grilling heats, heating supplies. (laughs) Yeah. If this was season three, season five Hank, he would have thrown up all over himself. He would he would have he would have smacked that burger straight out of Khan's hand. Yeah. I mean there's that whole episode where Bobby and Peggy accidentally eat charcoal burgers at Luann's house and then they have to just they're basically treating it like they're mainlining meth. (laughs) Like they have to go to a an abandoned parking lot and they <laughs> yeah. have to change their clothes and it's so dirty. So it's it's definitely a little bit different here in season one. So Hank is enjoying the burger. Everyone is loving the burger. Dale, however, abstains from tasting the burger. Mm-hmm. And after the barbecue, Boomhauer, Bill, and Hank are all talking about, like, those burgers were so good. Uh, did you have one? Yeah, it was really good. Did you have Yeah, it was great. And then they asked Dale, did you have one? And he's like, no. Because I don't eat dogs. Oh, God. (laughs) And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, did you notice that doggy is missing? That's because these people eat dogs. And Hank's like, that's a stereotype. That's really offensive. That's not true. And Dale's like, oh, yeah. Well, where is their dog? How do you explain this? And Hank... (laughs) Bill starts even rationalizing, you know, like, (laughs) he he thought the burger was so tasty, he starts rationalizing, he's like licking his lips, licking his fingers, and he's just like, oh, who are we to judge other cultures if that's what they do? And Hank, (laughs) Hank's like, dog is man's best friend, you wouldn't eat your best friend, would you? Which leads me to the question, Amy, would you eat your best friend? Yeah, I mean, like... (laughs) Oh, wow. I didn't think I was going to have to answer a moral question today. Um, <laughs> what would it take? The thing is, is like, I, I mean, my immediate reaction is no. No, I'm right. not going to eat. Okay, we ta- are we talking like a desert situation, like stranded situation? Or I was just asking like, would I eat my best friend? Well, well, that's an interesting <laughs> question. I mean, of course... Uh, the, of course, your your impulse response is no, because it doesn't sound good. No, it sounds, I mean. <laughs> but yeah, mm. you know, uh, there are lots of scenarios to consider. It, do you have to kill them first? Are they already dead? Are you in the desert? Are you in uh, a colder climate where maybe their meat has been <laughs> kept? <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, is like, you know, it's so easy for us to be like, no, absolutely, I would never, absolutely not. I would never eat another human. I would never be able to do that. But all of the, like, extreme situations where people have ended up, like, have turned to cannibalism, like, they've been stranded, they're starving. I think that your your base instinct 
takes over. You're like, that's meat and I am starving. Just like people who drink the ocean water when they're stranded out in the middle of the ocean. Like they know it's going to make you insane and you might actually just jump off the fucking raft and die. You know, you're going to probably drown or get eaten by the sharks, but they still do it because you're surrounded by this water and you're so fucking thirsty. So like my, of course my initial reaction is no, but like deep down inside, I'm like, yeah, I'd probably take a nibble. Yeah. I want to <laughs> say, yeah. Like, and I would, and I would start, I would start with the parts farthest away from your face. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I would work my way towards your core. And then <laughs> I would leave your I would leave your face for last, okay? I think I'd start with a thigh, because that's like the dark meat and it's the juiciest. <laughs> <laughs> that roasts up the nicest. Yeah. And I only at this point. I'm sure I only need a couple bites. That I'm, this is how I would probably rationalize it. I don't need a lot. I just need a couple bites. That's it. It's fine. <laughs> Not to go off topic, but do you, do you remember hearing about that? I think it was back in the 70s or 80s, this team of soccer players that were on a flight that crashed into what a mountain yep did you ever see i saw a documentary about them no i never saw the actual documentary but i know like you know they ended up eating the dead people they had to um and i just remember there was one of the players from the team who had survived obviously and he was in the documentary and he was talking about his experience and I don't know if he just had the best therapy ever or what but he was talking about and he was like I had to do what I had to do and and you know now everything tastes a little bit like Carl (laughs) and then he just laughed and laughed (laughs) are you kidding me I swear to god I remember like I finished watching that documentary and I actually, it was like a feel good. I was like, yeah, I can do anything (laughs) because of that guy's attitude. Oh my God. That guy well-deserved has the darkest sense of humor. And that is fucking hysterical. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Oh shit, that's awesome. Oh my god. It's a feel good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, back to the episode. Refusing to believe his neighbors would cook dog, Hank does some investigating of his own. After overhearing and misconstruing a conversation between Min and the dog pound, Hank concludes that the burger was made of doggy. Um, so, you know, okay, real quick. Yeah. He refuses to believe it, but he still thinks it's possible, which is why he actually investigates, like goes to investigate. Like he's got his own stereotype. Like he actually kind of believes it. There's a part of his brain that's open to the possibility. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that conversation with men in the dog pound, he overhears, it's just her. She's like, I'm looking for a dog. That's like this many pounds. And it looks like, or I'm, you know. To him, it sounds like she's placing an order. Meanwhile, Bobby and Connie decide, hey, we lost one dog. Why not lose another? So <laughs> they make the choice to unleash Ladybird, hoping that as a bloodhound, she'll lead them to the missing doggy. But they let her loose and she just ends up running away like an idiot. So now they've lost both dogs. <laughs> and now that Ladybird is missing, 
uh, Hank double freaks out because he's like, oh shit, the neighbors took Ladybird now, and now they're going to eat Ladybird. Which, even if they do eat dogs, why would they eat That grisly old bastard? Yeah. Are you kidding me? She's old as She's hell. She's old as hell. And also, now you're accusing them of being thieves? Right. It's just rude. So, oh, I wrote that uh, Hank assumes that uh, the neighbors have killed her and are using her to make delicious slutty hamburgers. <laughs> oh, this burger is so sexy. He comes to this conclusion <laughs> and immediately vomits. I know. <laughs> He's outraged. He bangs on the Supanusen phone's door, front door, demanding the return of his dog. Khan threatens Hank with a baseball bat, but before the argument escalates, by this point, everyone in the neighborhood is gathered around and I know. everyone can see how crazy they look. I know. <laughs> and um, before it escalates, Connie and Bobby race to the home and explain that they're responsible for the missing dogs. Angered, both men send their children to their respective rooms without dessert, noting how they punish their offspring in similar ways, Hank and Con realize that they're not so different after all. The two dogs just happen to return right then. <laughs> all is well, and Hank welcomes Con to the neighborhood. The end. The end. Well done, Jackie. That was very well done. Did you come up with that all on your own, or did you take it from somewhere? Oh, I, of course, took most of it from um, King of the Hill Wiki. And anything that doesn't sound, you know, well-written is from me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought it all sounded like something from you. I thought it sounded really good. Thank you. So what are some other things from the episode that you really like? There are a lot of things from this episode that I love. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. What are some things from the episode that you love? I'm drawing oh. I'm drawing a blank right now. I just went through the whole episode, so it's kind of I, so you're like dancing right, in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, something that a Instagram uh, follower sent us. They said how Khan is an anagram, oh. I think, an anagram of Hank. Uh, yes. And that's kind of a way to show how they are actually very similar. And I thought, holy fuck, that's genius. It's And it's true. Yes. It is so true. That was Nintari Wizard, which I read yes. that. Khan is an anagram of Hank. It's meant to symbolize their similarities, which... Oh my god. It, when you say it, it's so obvious. I did not know that, and it blew my mind. So so clever. Same. Same. And, you know, it, I mean, they really do have a lot of similarities. Like, they're they're both, they have a lot, really, well, they do have, they both have high expectations of their children, just in different ways. Like, Hank had really high expectations, but he's kind of, I think, accepted that, like, I mean, what does he say in this episode? He's like, well... Bobby might not be the best test taker, but he has near perfect attendance. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so while his hopes were high, he has dropped them a little bit, but he does still like throughout the series, you know, he expects a lot from Bobby that, you know, Bobby just can't live up to. However, Connie excels, you know, in everything she does. Cause she's a genius. She's a genius. And you know, her parents really push her and they're also both kind of, you know, a little bit um, hard-headed. They, like, their way or the highway, right? Absolutely, yeah. But I, you know, honestly, I love the Super News and Pones. Like, I really love Min a lot. Like, I think she is a fucking excellent character, especially as the series goes on. She's wild. She's so funny and witty. And, like, but she's also got, she's got a little bit more heart than Khan does. 
So she's she's just great. She's a great like counter to Peggy. That's such a good point. And I haven't paid too much attention to Min. I've been keeping my eye out for characters that I haven't really noticed the first several times around. One of those characters mm-hmm. for me is Dee Dee. Cotton's wife, who I love. love. Uh, Oh my god! I and we meet in the next episode, the next one that we talk about. I'm so excited! I just randomly quote her too much when I'm alone (laughs) all the time. Like it was just like a second honeymoon, only it wasn't in El Paso. (laughs) I love (laughs) Dee Dee. Um, so she's one of those people that I feel like maybe at first glance you're not looking at, but I think Min might be one of those people too. And I'm excited to see where she goes in the series. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, keep your eye on her. And honestly, I love Khan and Min's relationship. Like they are freaks (laughs) and they, they get it on and they're weird (laughs) and they don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about it. And I love it. Like they're, they're like, for as oppressed, like, it's just like, again, this perfect blend, like, as oppressed as Hank and Peggy are, the Min and Khan are just not. Like, they they do weird stuff, and they are down for it. Yeah, they're, they are a couple of freaks. <laughs> they really are. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're from California, so. Free love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that, there's that classic stereotype, and, like, really, like, it's a it's a racist thing to be like, you know, so where are you from to someone who's not white? You yeah. Know? Like, oh, where are you from? And they'll be like, well, I was born in, you know, Connecticut. No, but like, where are you from? Which is kind of what they do to, you know, the Supernoose and Pones. They're like, okay, but like, are you Chinese or Japanese? I lived in California for 20 years, but uh, before that... I'm from Laos. I know. And <laughs> you know, and- he gives all this information about his home country. He even gives the population. By the <laughs> end of it, they're like, so does that mean you're from China or Japan? I, yeah. yeah. Are you Chinese or Japanese? <laughs> yeah. So it just completely you, goes over their heads. Right. And you would think, you know, like, well, especially with Hank, like he's, he grew up with an extremely racist father like he especially towards the japanese so like for him anybody who's asian is just no you know like east asian it's just nope mm-mm, not good but the interesting thing about cotton and this is the only credit i can ever really give cotton because he he's a terrible person but mm-hmm. i don't know if it's the next episode or or which episode yeah. it is but when he first meets khan right off the bat he's like oh you're Laotian he's like yeah, the I, I think only like, one who gets it yeah I think uh it is the next episode and it's like I think Khan or I think uh either Hank or Bill are like oh this is Khan he's uh he's Chinese and he's like no he ain't yeah he's Laotian ain't you Mr. Khan yeah like, exactly yeah. He, caught, he knew it yeah that part with Cotton struck me because it was what's the word not progressive but just a level of awareness yeah like for him to be the one that is the most aware in that situation when it comes to like cultural sensitivity yeah it's like he's more culturally sensitive in this instance but then that doesn't generalize to women I feel like if it has boobs on it then it's all the same (laughs) right you know (laughs) exactly it's it's interesting it'll be interesting to get into cotton I don't know, uh, which that's the next one. I can't wait. Um, but 
I will say, okay, so there's like this little scene where, and I know a lot of people had mentioned like this is one of their favorite lines where Hank's like, well, what the hell kind of country is this if I can only hate a man if he's white? Mm -hmm. And it's like- It does kind of get into that area of I'm not racist because I don't even see color, which is a racist statement in itself. Like if you don't acknowledge that they're- that people are different, then you can acknowledge that people are treated differently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, there's like lots of systemic like differences and cultural differences. And if you're not willing to acknowledge that and you're basing everyone on the same level, which the playing field is not level. You, you, that's just a, you can't go by that. I don't know. I want to, I know. I know. So it's a little, I want to say that a lot of it's it. a precarious subject. Yeah. Like sexism, we're gonna we're gonna blow that shit out of the water. I know. Well, but this is like we we have a little <laughs> bit of space to speak about sexism, but you know we're two white women. You know we're we can't talk about the experience of of you know someone who's not white. You know, e- even as right. white women, we experience oppression, but it's it's one dimensional compared to women of color. You know, we have no idea. Absolutely. So absolutely, it's, it's hard to speak about, but. there's a level of awareness that it's there but you know we know that we don't have the tools I have no idea how this will all come together (laughs) I don't either maybe like that whole part just that last 15 or so minutes just get the fuck I trust your judgment you leave in what you want so Jackie there's that one scene where uh they're having the barbecue where uh Min and Khan have invited them to the barbecue and it's like a parallel to where Hank and Peggy invited them over for dinner. So there's that scene where Peggy and Hank are sitting at the dinner table eating pizza. And by the way, Peggy apparently eats pizza with a fork like a psychopath. No, no. Eating pizza with a fork is smart. It's not. Listen. It's weird and you have to accept it. I'm Italian. (laughs) I can eat pizza with a fork if I want to. I don't know anyone I don't know anyone else that does it, but it is easy and my hands stay clean. Anyway, <laughs> go on with your point. We will just have to disagree. Agree to disagree. Okay, Jackie. <laughs> anyway, so they're eating pizza and it's kind of a callback to the part where Khan, he's like, no, I'm not going to their, I'm not going to their house for dinner. I don't want to. Fuck that. And it's kind of similar because Peggy and Hank have now been invited over to the Super Newsome Pones for the for the barbecue and hank's like i'm not fucking going and it's the same thing peggy's like trying to he's she's like oh hell yeah you're going she's like you're gonna eat and you're gonna drink until you do like him (laughs) and it's min is like we're going we've been through this before we're gonna go we're gonna try and make these people our friends so i i love that parallel of the two the two times where they're both just like no fuck that i'm not going the the husbands and the wives are both like yes you damn well are they really are so similar yeah. And also my favorite part, I think, is when Khan is like, or I'm sorry, when Min, when they're at the barbecue and Min's like, oh, Peggy, look at our husbands. Like they can't even get along. Like, oh my gosh, you know, they're not like us, you know, women are, women are so smart. Men are so stupid. And Peggy just goes the whole world over. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't agree on all things, but we definitely agree that men are dumb. That's universal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we get it? Got anything else? I got me? like a quote. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I'm like 
my lack of sleep, my like diarrhea in the making and my wine are making <laughs> me just like dumb. Okay, well, let's we'll wrap it up. No, then. no, no, we don't have to wrap it up, but I'm I feel like I can't contribute as easily as normal, but I'm I'm happy to be here. You're you're doing great, Thank you. <laughs> you really are. This is great. I didn't notice anything different. Oh my god. Thank god. Okay. Um one of my favorite moments or I guess it's just a quote it's from Luann and it's right when mm. the Super Newsome phones move in and Peggy's saying something like oh how exciting it's like you know being in a completely different culture and we get like these people and she calls it the Orient. I know I didn't even want to I didn't even want to I yeah. know <laughs> uh, oh, Peggy. Peggy come on but uh Luann is standing there with Peggy watching them move in and she's just like you know at the beauty academy they teach us that people aren't black or white or yellow or red but their hair can be (laughs) you do a great Luann just like throw some southern twang on it and you fucking nail it (laughs) that's awesome I love that part. <laughs> I do. I love that part too. It's such a good one. Like, okay, you know, but again, you know, that's getting into the colorblind mm-hmm. thing. But whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, whatever. But, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> So one of my favorite quotes, like we've already talked about a couple of them, but so it's it's the guys, it's Dale, Boomhauer, Hank, and Bill. And this is after Hank's dog goes missing, Ladybird goes missing, and he's just like, Oh my god, they got her and there's two things where Dale goes to the her water dish and he like puts his fingers in it and licks it and he's like it's still yeah. wet. <laughs> we might still have time. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my god, he's so smart. <laughs> Dale is great in this episode because at first he is making again some kind of racist comment about you know if you I don't know I I can't remember it but if you get on their wrong side they'll they'll stop you by blowing a dart into your neck you won't even see it coming until you're dead and then you'll know but then uh by the part where they suspect that ladybird has been taken and maybe turned into hamburgers or something they're trying to stake out the super nuisance phone's house and dale gets um bitten by a mosquito in his neck and he just assumes it's a dart gun that got him and so he, he's just like he really hams he it really up. He really hams it up. He just starts screaming, "One of you has to suck the poison out!" And then we don't see him again until the very end. And he kind of rolls out of a bush, and he's like, "Quick, give me the antidote!" <laughs> I do love that everyone was willing to let him die instead of like sucking the poison out of his neck, like giving Dale a hickey or letting him die. Like we're gonna let him die. <laughs> So that whole scene is great. And you're right. Like, so Dale is like, oh, they'll shoot you in the neck and blah, blah, blah. And Bill goes, why would they shoot people? Human meat is tough, flavorless. They should be out hunting for more dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Bill is fully committed to dog taste. Damn, I know (laughs) when Bill is on, he's on and he's on in this episode. He's we're getting a lot of good lines from Bill. He is happy to eat dog. He's excited about it now. No, no. And when, you know, and you had asked me like, oh, would you eat your best friend? And Hank asked him that. And he was like, well, are we talking about a desert stranded island thing? Because I don't want to paint myself into a corner here. (laughs) 
as soon as he said that, I was just like, well, he has a point. You got to think about it. <laughs> so yeah, that's, those are two of my favorite lines. The, you know, the water, it's still wet. <laughs> and then, and then Bill, like they should be out hunting for more dog. <laughs> All right, and now for our next segment, listener comments. Listener comments, you're listening for the rest of your life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God, that's good. All right. Yeah, Jackie. So you did a you did a question, of course, as we always do before we do our episodes. You know, like what are your favorite moments, quotes, things like that from the episode? And we always get such great responses. Oh yeah, we got a lot of good ones. Oh, you know, something that we didn't mention. Uh, L underscore Guinan. Mm-hmm. L Guinan. What's an SAT? <laughs> yeah, uh- <laughs> Connie and Bob. Bobby are talking about like you know oh, my dad, you know, expects this from me, blah, blah, blah. And she says, yeah, my dad, he's making me learn 2,000 words to be pr- to prepare for the SO- SAT. He's such an autocrat. <laughs> Bobby's like, what's an SAT? <laughs> and I'm thinking, what's an autocrat? <laughs> I know, we got um, the same submission from Char Chachar. Artsy Moan noted, one thing my boyfriend pointed out was that Hank eats a burger not heated with propane. And then she put two emoji faces that looked surprised, which agreed. I was uh, yeah. surprised by that as well. Yeah. Ron Schaefer, con to Hank, regarding Ladybird and Heat. You're Ladybird. She's a real slut. <laughs> I just like that part. <laughs> I know. And uh, Coco Bug says, needs nutmeg. Where I love it. It's the, it's the end credit. And everything that Peggy gives gives Min to, like, oh, she's, like, accepted. Okay, this woman actually did make, make mm-hmm. it better, like. I just got to accept this. She's conceded. She's put aside her pride. And she's like, oh, here's this, this, and this. Like, what do I need in it? And she was like, nutmeg, nutmeg, nutmeg. And then the last one is the squirrel soup. This is my squirrel or rabbit stew. (laughs) My rabbit stew. And she's like, oh, you rednecks will eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, Coco Bug. Bryce963 also mentioned that. So thank thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, 693? 963. Sorry. Not 69. Not 69. 420? (laughs) That would have been pretty cool, but. (laughs) A lot of people just submitted the quote, including Lars Lighthouse. So are you Chinese or Japanese? (laughs) Sean Arama mentioned uh, Hank's chewing face when he's eating pizza with Peggy around the table cracks me up. Which I wouldn't have noticed <laughs> if funny. Uh, you hadn't mentioned that. That was hilarious. I know. I looked at that too. And that's where I got the, I, I, that's where I was like, holy shit, Peggy's eating pizza with a fork <laughs> and a knife. And then I like Hank's like, <laughs> <laughs> like crazy chewing face. It was great. And um, one last one for me is the die three teeter cope. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that is. Sorry, man. <laughs> When Boomhauer <laughs> Boom says you can never un- understand what Chinese people are saying. <laughs> uh, oh, so good. Thank you, Die 3 t- Teeter Kelp. Thank you. What the fuck is that Excellent. name? <laughs> All right, Amy. Are you ready for some yeah. trivia? Oh, I fucking forgot Ooh. trivia. Yeah, I have, no- I have nothing for you. I'm sorry. I totally forgot. I have two if you oh, want. I can like boop. Ah, fuck, yeah, let's do One for you, one for me, except I'll say both of them. You must answer. (laughs) All right. All right, I'm ready. 
How large is Hank's property? Mm, you know what? You know what? I actually have something to say about that. Because in this episode, he says it's a quarter <gasps> acre. And then in a later episode, he says it's an eighth of what? an acre. So which one is it's it? It's shrinking. Yeah. You tried to get me and I got you, you got me. Jackie. <laughs> Damn. I wish I got you, but your answer was so satisfying. I know. <laughs> All right, what's the next one? Give it, give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. All right. Um, this was my backup one in <laughs> case we had the same one. Who did Ladybird's mom help track down? Oh, fuck. Sierra Coop. <laughs> you are so close. So close. That was. <laughs> That's the only name that I could think of. <laughs> It was James Earl Ray. Oh, fuck. I was thinking something with a W. I don't know. Well, there you have it. That was a good one. You got now. You Mm -hmm. got me. (laughs) Amy, what's the next episode? Episode eight from season one of King of the Hill is Shins of the Father. We're going to, you know, this episode, we dealt with some racism. Mm -hmm. The next episode, we're going to deal with some sexism. So going to be a fun time. Awesome. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) all right well any closing remarks jackie listen don't judge a book by its cover get to Mm -hmm. know the book and um you know the book may also be your very self get to know yourself get to know your own prejudices be open to people that are different acknowledge those differences don't ignore them they're important and they're beautiful and don't try to change don't try to change them and don't assume you know you know better don't assume anything be like a baby you don't know (laughs) shit that's great that's perfect hashtag babies don't know shit (laughs) oh my god speaking of babies i think i already told you this but i i work at an elementary school and i walked into the bathroom today and there was just shit on the floor <laughs> babies 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 don't they, know shit and babies shit on right. the floor <laughs> um, do you have any anything i have nothing eloquent to say i mean you really said it all i just want to reiterate that we've got our we've got our <laughs> it was it was really nice <laughs> including the shit on the floor (laughs) i just want to say you know i just want to reiterate that we have our halloween costume contest it's ending october 31st so before you go out and get shit hammered with your buddies make sure you take a picture of your sick ass costume and upload it immediately hashtag kot halloween halloween (laughs) sorry that's hard to say that is not that does not roll off the tongue um tag hoya pod and rockin pins and we will you know we're gonna pick three winners so excited about that check out our patreon if you are so inclined for live podcasts and watch parties and also for us to shout you out at the end of um each episode you could even tell like be like hey i want you to propose to someone for me like i will fucking oh my god i would love to do that i mean i'll do i'll say anything you want very delicate we won't talk about poop unless you want us to absolutely we'll do any any way you want (laughs) it's your it's your day it's your it's your day so check us out it's patreon.com slash ho yeah pod 
Uh, we're going to have links for all of this stuff in the show notes. So please make sure you check it all out. We're super excited. And the website, hoyapod.com. Get on our mailing list. We'll send you, I don't know, something. We'll send you some emails. We'll talk to you. Right. We like hearing yeah, we from like you. you. All right. And until next time, listeners. Bye, Acondios. <laughs> did it work? I think it did. Okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> All right. Bye.